0: When people come to visit, you know, the first thing I want to show them is our downtown. I want to show them Main Street. That's, that's Williston, and that's the same for communities all around the country, I think.
1: The arts are integral to who we are as people. I think that culture and arts are synonymous.
2: It's really about just the geographic scenery. It's really awesome and inspiring to them, which really has them come back again to, you know, spend that spiritual feeling when they come to our location.
3: Hello, and welcome to Out West, the official podcast of the Western Governors Association, a bipartisan organization representing the governors of the 22 westernmost states and territories. I'm Jim Oxberry, Executive Director of WGA. This episode continues our series about reimagining the rural West, the chair's initiative of North Dakota Governor and WGA Chair Doug Bergen. Each episode of this series will focus on different aspects of the initiative, examining challenges and opportunities in rural economic development, infrastructure, and quality of life in the rural West. Today, WGA Policy Advisor Laura Cutlip learns how developing a sense of place is integral to reinventing a rural community.
4: Placemaking is an approach to development that capitalizes on local assets to create environments where people want to live, work, and play. For example, one asset shared by many communities in the rural West is a historic downtown or main street. David Lundine is the executive director of the North Dakota-based Williston Downtowners Association, which is dedicated to developing vibrancy in the city.
0: Going all the way back uh, to sort of our founding as a city, our downtown district grew around the... uh, the train station which is really why wilson exists um, and so for a long time it was the heart of the community and then uh, the oil boom in the 80s sort of expanded wilson beyond downtown and then uh, even the more recent oil boom um, really grew it a lot out of downtown and so around 2010 some downtown business owners sort of got together and uh realized there was a need to put more of an emphasis on our downtown district and work to grow to revitalize it and get people back downtown and really make it the heart of the city that it once was. So they met for four years sort of a official unofficial existence of the downtowners and then in 2014 they hired their first director. 2015 they registered as a nonprofit for the first time and uh, we've really grown a lot since then. We're, um, we, we run a lot of events and we do various different things in the downtown. But yeah, I'm the third director of the downtowners. I got the job in April, so I'm still fairly new, uh, still learning as I go. But uh, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of growth, a lot of support in the community. Um, and we've really seen downtown begin to thrive again. So
4: why is a thriving downtown so important in the placemaking process?
0: It's a lot easier to relate um, or feel tied to a downtown district than it is a strip mall by the highway or a uh, you know, a, a mall or, or whatever it is, um, people have positive feelings associated with their downtown. You know, when you think about growing up, you think about going downtown and, you know, shopping with your mom or going to this restaurant or for us, especially in Wilson, we have this beautiful old movie theater downtown still. So people have these memories tied to that downtown. And if you, if you uh, let that die and you become spread out, there's no real core community gathering place anymore. And um, not just for shopping and retail and things like that, but just a place to gather and be.
4: London explains how the Downtowners Association helped bring life back to Williston by introducing the community to everything its Main Street had to offer.
0: Uh, the Downtowners initially was a very event-heavy organization, and so what we've seen with the events, our Summer Nights on Main event is sort of our biggest event, and we, we do it over nine weeks in the summer, in July and August. And we, this year, brought just under 40,000 people to our downtown district in a, in a town of, you know, around 30,000. And uh, so you're, you know, over nine weeks, we brought more than the population of our town t- just to our district. And uh, we find so often that there are people that, have lived in Williston for a while, and they're oh, I've never really spent time down here. Like it's great down here. There's great businesses. There's great shopping. There's really cool food. But if it weren't for our street dance summer concert series, they might n- might have never stepped foot. You know, it might be a place that they drive through on a cross street, but they never really think about going through Main Street. And so, activating the downtown through events has been a lot of what we've done. And then you know, business recruitment and things like that that we're trying to do more as well to not just support those who are there now, but let's fill some of those empty storefronts and bring in the right type of businesses that'll help us grow and thrive even more.
4: In addition to improving the lives of long-term Williston residents, the product of the downtowners' work has helped draw workforce to the region as well.
0: The downtown, growing and thriving as it has, we we know that events of ours and just the downtown in general are used by oil companies, by different different organizations as well, different companies, when they're trying to recruit people to move their families here. Well, you know, yeah, we have this great parks department and we have a great rec center and we have this beautiful downtown. We're right there amidst the rest of the amenities in the city and I think for people like myself who I, I only moved there in 2018, no, and I, it wasn't for this job either, I was moving there uh, to work at the high school. And knowing that we had this downtown that was active and there were things for my family to do and a place to go and be a part of the community was a huge reason why we felt comfortable moving to Northwest North Dakota to a town I had never heard of before. So, uh, it's been, it's been a huge positive for me and my family. And I know, uh, others that have moved recently or even a little bit before me, but the downtown being, uh, a, a healthy downtown has been a huge part, and why it, you know, why it's a community people want to move to and are willing to stay in.
4: Despite the downtowners' success in Williston, Lundeen cautions that not all communities can foster their sense of place in the same way.
0: I think the first thing I would recommend would be to uh, visit and experience as many other communities and see, especially similar communities, and see what they're doing, and then don't do exactly what they're doing. Uh, the, th- the things that work great for us in Williston might not work at all in your community. And there's no way for me to know that. I can't I can't speak to another uh, downtowner or whatever their role may be in the city economic developer and say, this is what we do, so you should just do the exact same thing because you have different people and you have different infrastructure and you have a different community and different culture. And so um, I think it's extremely helpful to learn so many learn what so many other communities are doing, but then figuring out which ones are going to work for you and then make it your own. If if the surrounding communities to us just did the same things we did, but on a smaller scale, because they're smaller than us, why would you go? Well, we'll go to Williston. Theirs is bigger, but find a thing that makes you different than us.
4: If Williston is any indication, discovering a way to bring your community together is well worth the
0: effort. When people come to visit, you know, the first thing I want to show them is our downtown. I want to show them Main Street. That's, that's Williston, and that's the same for communities all around the country, I think.
4: Art and culture are often key elements of a community's sense of place. Kim Conico, executive director of the North Dakota Council on the Arts, works with communities across the state to promote various forms of creative expression.
1: The arts are integral to who we are as people. I think that culture and arts are synonymous. In North Dakota, we have very good artists, but we also have a great cultural heritage from a wide variety of places. We have one arts council as a state agency, and then there are several uh, regional and local arts councils. But even in the smallest communities, and this summer i took a trip and put over 1800 miles on the car in 10 days cuz like i said it is a big state and i was only in one quarter of it but there is something going on in every community and some of our strongest some of our strongest success stories come from those tiny communities where we don't always just ask about the data and the facts. We want the stories that go along with it. We work closely with the Governor's Main Street Initiative, very closely, um, because we don't see that arts and culture should be separate. It's part of the fabric of a healthy community.
4: A perfect example of the arts bringing new life to a rural community can be found in Maddock, North Dakota, where locals undertook an ambitious renovation of the town's historic opera house in order to make it a destination for
1: both residents and tourists alike. Maddock is a really um, interesting little town. There's less than 400 people right now, although I think at some point it was probably booming. Uh, The the building itself first served as a shop and mercantile kind of an of a place. It's a two-story building. The structure was very sound, but it had really fallen into disrepair, especially with a leak on the roof. So when they started to look at the building, um, and as we heard in the case study, their first thought was, we have to repair the building, although there were certainly people who said, no, let's tear it down. What was interesting was in those conversations, uh, which were uh, 2007 to 9 that it became clear that there was a need that had to be met for the community. And that was about uh, finding a gathering place where people could come and Matic has they just worked together really well. They communicated all the time. They were really, really set on what their purpose was. Um, they had committees, they met constantly, but there is a history of volunteerism in that community and always has been and most of those people continued to come forward and offer their services and they came together and they finished this building. They had a grand opening in July of 18, and they have not stopped. Uh, When I was there over the summer and visited for my first time, my jaw was on the ground both by what they had accomplished. The young people that are now active on their board of directors, which I think is a wonderful mix of generations, um, passing on that caring and uh, those people want to stay in the community they don't want to leave because they have everything and the number of people from the community that came into that building they were the the traffic was constant it's a hub uh stop there there is no place else to stop but north dakota is a big state it's fairly flat and the towns are pretty spread out so it's kind of a jewel It's a pretty amazing little place. Conoco notes that simply
4: renovating a building is not enough to achieve success.
1: I think it's important to listen. I think it's important to really determine um, by doing a little bit of a mapping survey, what exists in the town, what needs are being met, what needs are not being met, what's missing, what are people asking for that has never been expressed before. Certainly thinking about youth uh, because very often they're not involved in those decision-making processes. It wasn't just about saving the building. It couldn't be just about saving the building. So I guess I would say that that's true of any project. It, it has to have a purpose. It has to have a life uh, in front of it and it has to be able to be sustainable. Cultural
4: history and the West's unforgettable landscapes can also be leveraged to attract visitors and bring tourism dollars into a community. Melvin Wanaco, operations manager for the Sky City Cultural Center and Haku Museum in New Mexico, explains how tourism has become an important asset for the Acoma Pueblo.
2: Acoma Pueblo is considered to be one of the oldest continuously inhabited communities in North America dating back to 1150 A.D. So we're all about the living history we're still surviving um, what our ancestors went through when they were invaded um, back in the early 1500s but again it's living history about the preservation of our culture our tradition and most importantly our Akama language so with that being said when people come out to visit us well as part of our tourism program we also have job opportunities for our own local people our own akama people although we may not have a large you know group of employees um, peak season around maybe 25. Our low low season um, in the winter months, about maybe 11. But even at that, it does serve as job opportunities for our own Native American people because that's who we will hire because, again, that's who we are.
4: In addition to authenticity, one of the many draws of the Sky City Cultural Center and Haku Museum is the natural beauty and spirituality that the area possesses.
2: It's really about the geographic location, okay? When people come out, they love that beautiful drive, And just listening to the folks, even at the local level, that bring out family members, relatives, friends to visit with us, it's the experience they've already had in the past. Just taking that drive out, once they get off the reservation, just the rock formations, the color formations, just the geographic scenery is really awesome and inspiring to them, which really have some come back again to, you know, spend that spiritual feeling when they come to our location. People are fascinated by the fact that we are a peaceful people. We are a welcoming people. And I have to mention this, um, this year marks five years in the row that we received the Certificate of Excellence from TripAdvisor. And again, that's based on our hospitality that we offer to our visitors. We want people to be welcome. We want people to get that ultimate experience. And I guarantee you nine out of 10 times when you ask a customer or a visitor, how was your experience here? and the responsibility by very spiritual.
4: In order to promote tourism opportunities, Juanaco's advice for community leaders is to form partnerships with outside entities whenever possible.
2: So there are different tourism programs around the state that are very supportive of who we are and what we do. And that's why I recommend other um, tribes that are trying to get into that tourism program mm-hmm. to seek assistance at the state level first, mm-hmm. you know, and identify that this is what we want to do and again, there is and can be funding available to different resources. But the whole idea is with partnerships, not only would they be able to represent you, you in return can represent what they have to offer. Because I can guarantee you every part of this state has some sort of historic resource altogether, awesome. there's, there's something valuable about New Mexico or anywhere in the United States, but it's a matter of how we want to identify how that's really important and how that can be as a resource, not only for us, but our younger generation, our future.
4: To conclude, Melvin succinctly explains the importance of having a sense of place.
2: You know, with tourism, in, in the hospitality industry, it's all about PR, public relations. Mm-hmm. And you have to take pride in who you are and what you represent, who you represent. And that's, that's where I'm at. I, I really truly love what I do of all the jobs I've had, tourism and hospitality is by far the most beautiful and most entertaining job I've ever had, mm-hmm. yes. Uh-huh.
4: As today's guests explained, there's no one-size-fits-all placemaking strategy. There are, however, many successful examples that can be used as blueprints to help revitalize communities across the West.
3: Thanks for listening to this episode of Out West, presented by the Western Governors Association. To learn more about Governor Bergam's Reimagining the Rural West Initiative, please visit westgov.org initiatives. And be sure to join us next time when we'll talk with a trio of experts about the types of partnerships that can lead to prosperity and success for rural communities.